Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Wow, I am absolutely just wrecked right now. How many of you guys are just overcome by his goodness in this moment? Come on, he's so good. Come on, would you stretch out your hands? Let's just tell him before we, before we open up the word, just tell him how good he is. Come on, whether you feel it or not, just tell him out of, out of faith, out of expectation. I was just reading the Psalms 139, and it talks about how, the, how God, he knows us. He searched us and knows us. He knows our sitting down. He knows our rising up. He, he, he knows what we're going to say before we say it, and yet he still loves us. <laughs> it's amazing to me, God, that you love us so much that you gave up your son for us. Come on, can we thank God? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we thank God for giving his son? Come on, we're not, we're not going to move past this. We're not going to rush past this. Come on, there's no greater gift than receiving Jesus. And how many of you guys have received the King of Kings and Lord of Lords as your Savior? Come on, as your brother, as your friend. He's the lifter of the lowly. Come on, he, he's a friend like no other. Jesus, how we need you. And you could just cry out to the Spirit of God as He is the revealer. He's the comforter. He's the one who guides and intercedes. He's a standby. He helps us. Oh, how we love you. How we need you. Can you tell Him today? I need you. We need you. Oh, come on. There's nobody better than the Spirit of God because He's the Paracletos. That means that He's one who is just like Jesus. Come on, do you want to be with Jesus today? You can have that because the Spirit of God wants it more than you do. It was his idea. He sent the Spirit to come to us, to aid us. He was the helper. That means that we need help. Hello. And then he's here to help us to be like Jesus, to walk like Jesus, and to be where Jesus is. How many of you guys know that it's hard to, to figure out something without an instruction manual, or maybe you've, uh, maybe you've tried to use navigation on your phone, and just when you are about to turn, it, it's not telling you clear directions. You know what I'm talking about? It's, it's like you're down to the wire. You're about to, you know, uh, add your final ingredient where my, where my cooks and bakers at. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you and, and you, you lost how long you're supposed to bake this thing for. You're like, oh my gosh, what temperature is it supposed to be at? But the Holy Spirit, come on, he will come to you and he will aid you in your time of need. Come on, aren't you glad for the Spirit of God today? He said he'll come to you and help you in your time of need. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for the Spirit of God? Oh, come on, I'm so thankful for you, Holy Spirit. There's nobody like you. He's a third part of the Godhead living on the inside of us. Whoa, living on the inside of us. He said he'd be with you and he'd be in you, living on the inside of you. You might ask, now what in the world does God want to have to do with me living on the inside of me? Anybody ever thought that, wondered that? You're like, I messed up. I'm dirty, I'm broken, but I love this. Even the psalmist wrote in Psalm 139 that God has searched us and known us. 
You know what that tells me? That he's like a father. And this is something that I, I was passionate about before I had a child, but I, I feel drawn to almost in the sense of that it's like a ministry that, that is something that I probably will um, teach on uh, and devour for the rest of my life, that it's something that I, I'm always hungering after. I want to know more of the Father's heart. How many of you guys want to know more of the Father's heart? Uh, the psalmist wrote also in, in uh, Psalm 103, if my memory is serving me, that uh, the Lord made known his acts to the children of Israel, but his ways he made known to, to uh, Moses. And so it's so important to us to know not just what God does, but why he does it. Because if we are only understanding what God is doing, we're going to miss his heart's. Have you ever been misunderstood or misrepresented? And you're like, that's not my intention. That's not my purpose. How many of you guys have ever felt betrayed because of what happened or ha didn't happen or what somebody said or didn't say? Because you said, that's not an accurate representation of who I am. That's hurtful. It feels like betrayal. But the reason Jesus came, he said this, and, and you have to forgive me because I'm just kind of like running down here, but I, I believe that the Lord wants to speak to us about something. The reason Jesus came, one of the different reasons he said is that I came so that you could know who my father was. If you, he said, if you've seen me, he said this over and over again. He said, Lord, how, they would ask him, he said, Lord, how, how can we, you say that we know who God is? He said, don't you get it by now? He said, the reason that I'm here is so you, you could know who God is. I came to, to um, oh, what does the Hebrew say? Uh, he's the express image of God in the flesh. I don't, that, how could that make sense to us that God, who's the creator of everything, would be inside of a man? And so we could understand, so we could relate to him. And the reason all of this is, you know, Jesus said a lot of different things. I like one of the ones that he said in Luke. He said, I didn't come for those who didn't need a doctor. I didn't come for the ones who were all put together. Come on, if you're feeling broken today, if you're feeling a little empty today, if you're feeling like, man, my life is messed up, you know, Jesus said, I came for the one who needed a physician. You ought to just shout about it at this point. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that you came for me in my dirt, in my messiness, in my brokenness. Come on, when I when you're far away from him, Ephesians writes, and he, uh, the uh, Holy Spirit says to us in Ephesians, he says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I think that's Romans. But anyways, Ephesians talks to it. It says, it says that um, while we were far away from God, he sent him for us. Grace. By, by grace we are saved through faith. By grace. You know what grace is? It's that gift. It's the, the gift that says you don't deserve it. Let me ask you guys a question here. What happens when you, when you owe a debt you cannot pay? That's, that's definitely one option. How many, of you guys, how many of you guys have ever felt really free when you owe a debt you can't pay? Ooh, things just got real, real in here. Uh, and for the record, um, I, I don't want to talk to you guys about debt or finances or anything like that today. But the analogy here stands true that even though sometimes we, f we face a uh, financial debt, 
there's a debt that was much bigger than that that we could not pay. And so many of you may now, right now, be facing financial debt. I believe this is a word from God for anybody who, who is under a burden right now, financial or otherwise. But the reality of it is, is who the Son has set free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, or another, I like this translation better, where the Spirit is Lord. In other words, where God's Spirit, where He has the final say-so over where your money goes, over where your time goes, over who you spend your time with, over the words that are coming out of your mouth, over the, the content that is entering your eyes, over the stuff that you're listening to on the radio, everything. Where God's Spirit is what? Lord. Or in other words, Master. And you, you recognize when you read through the, the, the scriptures that they refer to him as master a lot because there is, is a reverence to understanding that God is absolute in who he is. He's sovereign, is he not? So that being said, let us rejoice in, in this truth that who the Son has set free is free indeed because any of us can have that freedom by just following the way. And Jesus said, I, come on, somebody help me out. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. It's not, it's not just, just a way, but he is the way. Somebody said Yahweh. That's an Old Testament name of God, Yahweh. The, the writer of the scriptures would write his name without any uh, vowels, Y-W-H-W. And it was because that name was so sacred. And I just wonder, do we really have a good grasp and understanding on how sacred the name of God is? Now to us, it has become what? Jesus. Yes, for some, it's, it does happen to be common, but we understand the name of God to be Jesus. In other words, if you're, if you're needing um, a champion, his name is Jesus. If you're needing a savior, his name is still Jesus. You know, there, there is one name under heaven by which we are saved. And it is the name of Jesus. It is the person of Jesus. And, and I think it's so important that we don't miss that. Yes, we will be opening the scriptures. And yes, I've been talking about what the scriptures speak to us. But who do the scriptures speak of? Come on, you ought to whisper that name. There's power in that name. Do you hear Do you hear the nations quake as you mention that name? Come on. What's that name? Jesus. Are you dealing with infirmity or sickness? His name is Jesus. He is the healer. I woke up singing that in my spirit this morning. As, uh, last night, putting my daughter to bed as she's, you know, shaking and, you know, a year and a half old, so precious at that age, but dealing with a little fever. Nothing life-threatening, thank God, but as we all know, the root of all sickness is death. So why would we agree with anything like that? And so we're praying over her, and Caitlin starts singing, I believe you're my healer. And I woke up with that song in my spirit. I said, oh, the Lord wants to do some healing today. I know, did any, does anybody need any restoration, any regeneration? Maybe, maybe it's physical, but maybe it's a heart issue. Maybe you're dealing with some sickness of your heart. If that's you, you could just stretch out your hands to heaven right now and receive. Let's just thank God for, for being the healer. Anybody, is that you today? You need any healing. I see your hands. Come on, all over this room. Thank you, God. That as we believe, nothing is impossible to him who believes. God, I thank you that right now here in this moment that you, wow, come on, I see him moving through the midst. 
angels are here. Come on, would you stretch out your hands to those who have got their hands lifted? And let's pray for God to do the impossible. Let's pray for their miracle. Let's pray like we need it ourselves. Thank you, God. Come on, can we, can we surround them really quickly, actually? Would you guys just begin to lay hands on those who have their hands lifted? I believe God wants to do a miracle here, here in this moment. This is what family looks like. This is what the bride looks like. This is what church looks like. Keep your hands lifted real high if you need a prayer. Can I, can I get you on the keys? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, if, if you're dealing with a, a mental sickness or a mental burden, I want you to, I want you to um, make sure you get a hand on their head. If there's a, a physical um, or maybe um, like a spiritual heartache, let's get a hand on their hearts and let's agree with it. So whatever you're believing God for, go ahead and position your heart accordingly or hand accordingly. Keep your, keep your eyes, keep your hearts fixed on the healer. Come on, he's moving. Come on, Jesus is in the room. He's moving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is in the room. Can we just worship him for his healing virtue that's even now flowing from, whoo, there it is, the throne of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your healing virtue. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's thank him for the healing virtue. Come on. Jehovah Rapha. Whoa, come on. Rapha. Come on, cry out, Rapha. He's the healer. Come on, let's declare that by faith. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Just keep thanking Him for your healing. Just keep thanking Him. I'm even seeing an embrace. Some of you may need to embrace those around you, just even a, even a spiritual hug. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your healing virtue. Come on, if you've received anything, can you wave your hand at me? If you're feeling different than when we started? Yes, thank you. I see the hands. Anybody already received something? If you, feel diff if you, if you don't feel any different, would you stand up? If, there's, if you uh, still need to receive prayer and you don't feel any different, would you stand up? Is there anybody? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed. Worship. Worship the healer. Come on, worship him. This is a, this is a grace thing. Keep your eyes fixed on the king. He's so good. Come on, every good and perfect gift comes down from above. Oh, Lord, how we love you. How we worship you. Come on, he's so good. Let's just thank him for a moment. Let's just lift our praises to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Can we do that? Would you open up your mouth and declare how good he is, how good he is to you. Maybe you're not completely there all the way, but just thank him for what's still coming. Hallelujah. Can we thank him for just a moment? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your healing virtue. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. 
Nobody looking around. Let's just worship for just a moment longer. Come on, I can't praise Him for you. Praise Him for yourself. Praise Him for your family members. Praise Him for your neighborhood. Praise Him for your work situation. Praise Him for your career. Praise Him for, for the educational field. Let's just praise Him for what God is doing. Hallelujah. Come on, I said He's moving. Thank you, Lord. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, there's a lightness. That burden you came in with, just lift it off. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I said it's lifted. It's lifted. He's the lifter of the lowly. He's the healer of the brokenhearted. Come on, he gives beauty for ashes. Is anybody feeling, feeling ashy today? You ought to thank God. He gives beauty. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Joy for mourning. Praise for heaviness. Come on, if you're feeling heavy, you ought to just praise right now. You ought, about, you ought to shout about it like they did with the walls of Jericho. Mighty God, strong deliverer. Oh, he's able. He's a, he's a strong fortress. His name is a safe place for all to run to. Oh, hallelujah. Jehovah, our God, he's a redeemer. He's a redeemer. When you didn't deserve nothing to redeem yourself, he raised you up out of that pit. Hallelujah. That was the end of my story. When you, when you owe a debt that you cannot pay and you, and you are, are destined for an eternity of damnation, there's prison walls all around you. Sometimes it feels like that. But he came. Come on, what did he do? He led captivity captive. In other words, the ones who are holding you captive, the very thoughts, the very dreams, the very words, the very person who would try to imprison you. He took him captive. He, he led him openly in shame in order that we could be set free. He became a prisoner of death. But he didn't stay there. My God, he was raised from the dead in three days. And now he sits victoriously at the right hand of God on a throne forevermore. And the Old Testament speaks of, of who he is. The word of God. Before he became Jesus, slain before the foundation of the world, speaking this truth, that the word of God was established firm in the heavens it stands. Firm in the heavens. And my Bible says this, it says, it says the very thing that God set his word out to accomplish would not return void. In other words, if it's not good, God's not done with it yet. If, if, it, if it still looks if anybody in here feels like, man, I don't know, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. You don't have to know. You just have to know the person who holds your future. See, Philippians 1.6 says this. It says that I thank God because I know that he's the one who began the good work. And since he's the one who called me by name, the one who set me free, the one who called me out of my shame and out of my past and set a glorious future before me. I know that he is going to be the faithful to complete it. He's going to be the one who will be faithful to complete that thing. That means it's not up to me. Come on. It's not up to you. You might have a family member who's far away from God, but he's the one who spoke the word that said, I will save them by, by my hand. By my might, by my, the power of my word, 
I will set them up in order they cannot fail. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. He's so good. Come on. Can we just praise him and thank him for who he is? Oh, you're so good. He's so good. I hear the Lord speaking today. You're good, Eileen. I hear the Lord speaking today to embrace the season that you're in. I I woke up uh, Wednesday night going to bed and I heard that. Just seeking the Lord for, for where we are and where we're supposed to be. Whew. I know some of you may be new here, but the Lord spoke a word to my heart back in 2017, five months after we um, were given the church. I used to say that uh, um, people would ask, well, when did you become pastor? I said, well, we took over the church in 16. It was a hostile takeover. It's what it, what it sounds like when you say, oh, he took over. I'm like, what happened? Where are the founding pastors? Oh, well, the, the truth of the matter is they gave us the church. But five months after that, the Lord started speaking to my heart about how our church was supposed to be like Bethel and Hillsong and Elevation. And for anybody who's, who's listening, who's ever heard of those churches, or maybe you, you've been there, or you go there, um, I know that sounds absolutely bizarre and nuts. Um, but uh, after so long, I stopped questioning it because I thought, well, why does God want to do something like that here? But I imagine the founders of those organizations often ask God the same question, like, God, why do you want to do that with me? And I, I realized that who am I to argue with God? Any of you guys ever come to that conclusion? Wow, what, like, what in the world am I doing arguing with the word of the Lord? Like, if he wants to do it with me, why? I shouldn't be asking why, but I should be asking why not? Why not here and now? For such a time as this, if, if he, since he's called us, hello, because God does nothing by accident. He's a God of purpose. Repeat uh, last week's message. If you missed it, I'm telling you, I'm still trying to digest some, some of the things that he said because I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, I, I love a good, a good teaching. I'm so thankful for our, our founding pastor who's a, a teacher by nature, but of course a, a pastor by heart. And it, it's amazing to me that, that God chose me to represent him. Does that not confound you when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh my gosh, like God wants me. It's not that he needs me, it's that he wants me. You realize that when it comes to family, that's the way this works. This is not about, I need you to do something out of desperation or obligation. It's out of opportunity that we get to be like him. We get to work with him. We get to go where he wants us to go and, and, and say the things that he wants us to say, to lay hands on the people that he wants to lay hands on. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out lepers. Cast, cast out demons. At least I caught myself in what I was saying. I see some of the posts, some of the posts you put online. More importantly, God sees the ones that you erase. <laughs> oh, thank the Lord. Thank God for, for um, godly counsel, the Holy Spirit. And uh, my wife, she's saved, she saved my behind more times than I can count. And so God, God was speaking to me about embrace the season. And, um, a couple of months ago, I preached a message called um, uh, The Rhythm of Being Marked. And it was in that message uh, that we explored and talked about how there's a really big difference between um, having balance and rhythm. In other words, there is no balance to getting out of the boats. I, and that sentence uh, 
has to deal with Peter when he called Jesus and said, Lord, if that's you, call to me and I'll get out of the boat. There is no balance for wanting to walk on the water, for getting out of the boat when you're clinging on for dear life to something that you think is supposed to be saving you. But instead, momentarily, you see God over here and you can't stand the thought of being that far away from him. You say, Lord, if that's you, call to me and I'll come out of the thing that scares the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like in this place where you're like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just, sometimes I can't help myself. And you wonder, what am I doing here? Anybody? Come on. 2021, what am I doing here, God? I thought I was only supposed to be in Beaumont for one year. What am I doing here, God? You spoke to me to, 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 you know, uproot, you know, transplant. What am I doing here, God? You know, I, I, I thought you said this. But yet I wonder, what am I doing here? I guess I'm just going to tag off of what uh, Pastor talked about last week because they were, on the, they were on the lake. Jesus had told them, go to the other side. Yet in the middle of the command, they're in, they're in a storm that's about to take their life. And you're wondering, God, I've stepped out in obedience and now I think I've missed it. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You're in a, in a place, you're in a transition, you're in a season where you're crossing over and you're wondering, God, what am I doing here? Well, I believe that God would be speaking to many hearts today, and especially those who would call this home and say to, to us to embrace the season that we're in. Ecclesiastes 3.1 talks about that, and you can look that up or write that down if you'd like. But it talks about how for, for everything, there is a season. So there's a difference between there's a season to plant, and there's a, another difference, big difference between there's a season to reap. Right now, we should be living with the mentality of a reaping because that is the, the thing which God has spoken to us for this day and age, speaking to the, the millennia and to the year 2021, that we should be in a reaping mentality because God has come and he does not tolerate ignorance anymore. Actually, Acts 17, 25, 26, 27, 28 talks about this, is that there was a time before um, when God tolerated ignorance. In other words, he allowed people to not know the difference between worshiping a man-made idol and the real God. But he said, now the time has come when Jesus himself, the son of the living God, came to testify to the truth that he is the son of God and that there is a way now made. And he said that we are to what? Repent, to turn away from following our own way, man-made traditions and our thoughts and ideas, preconceived notions, etc., to now follow the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the host of glory. That being said, we don't have to just reach out to him thinking that how are we supposed to know who God is or isn't? Because the time has now come when a man who does not have to teach man about God, but the Spirit of God will come to teach you himself. Come on, this is a deep well here, my friends. And the reason this is all set in place is because he wants, come on, somebody say God wants. This is his idea. The reason you're sitting here today, the reason you're listening online, the reason that you checked out our podcast is because God sent you here. God wants this. It's his idea. You have to understand that. He made you. He formed you together in your mother's womb because he wanted you. He wanted to use you. He wanted you to be known by him. And he wanted you to uh, know him. Vice versa. It's all about knowing him and making him known to the ends of the earth. 
That's why, that's why he said repent. That's why he said embrace the season that you're in. Because right now you may be in a season of transition. Right now you may be in a season of, of toil or even um, planting. I believe that many of us are actually in a season of plant, planting or even a transition. I got a word for about that a couple of weeks ago. But I believe that the reason that we're in this season is a preparation. How many of you guys believe in preparation? You ought to just say prepare, preparation. Say preparation. preparation. The reason that is so necessary is because um, we have to make room for what God wants to do. If, in other words, let's, let's think about it this way. If you're always staying in the first grade, you'll never be able to move on to first grade, or second grade, excuse me. So the whole, the whole point of, of having that transitional summer season, which is exactly what we're in, is to get ready. Somebody say, get ready for what God wants to do. And haven't we been talking about that, Maranatha, where, where we talked about getting ready and, and being an expectation, awaiting his return. We're getting ready. Somebody say, getting ready. We're getting ready for what? For him. We're making preparation for him. Do you not know that, that this is all about the joining of the bride and the bridegroom? And who are we? We are the bride. And what must the bride do in order to be joined to the bridegroom? She must prepare herself. She must eliminate all distractions. She must make sure that her focus and her attention is solely on the bridegroom. We cannot have any spot or any wrinkle. There can be no uh, allowance for offenses. There, there, can be, there can be no idleness. This is not a, a matter of condemnation. If you haven't been living for the Lord, make a decision now to repent in your heart and do so from this day forward. It's not about condemnation or shame. This is about just attentiveness. Somebody say attentiveness. Hello. Because why? What you focus on is where you are going to go towards. How many of you guys have ever reached down to the floorboard when you're in a car and you look back up and you veered off course? Hello. Thank God you didn't crash. Thank God for the, the ministering angels, for the Holy Spirit and for some good common sense not to keep you, take your eyes off the road for too long. But the reality of it is that even if for a second you're going to steer this direction, the direction you're looking, because where you are focused on is where you're going, which is why Colossians, the uh, Spirit of God speaks to us in Colossians, not to set your minds on things that are, are temporal, or, or in other words, things that, that can be easily destroyed and corrupted, but by things that are eternal, that have, have a, a heavenly reward. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that God is a rewarder of those who diligently, what? Seek Him. So what are we to do in this, in this time to seek him? And so that's what I was doing in 2017, the beginning of that year. I was seeking the Lord because I'm thinking, God, what in the world? You want us to be like Elevation, Bethel, and Hillsong. These are global, influential ministries. These are ministries that have not just, we had, uh, we had no worship team on the stage. We were, watching, we were watching worship videos on screens. 2017, I want you to be like Bethel Hill, Song and Elevation. I'm like, those ministries are amazing. They have impacted and, and touched so many hearts, so many lives for the, the glory of God, which is what my heart's desire burns for week in and week out, to make him known. And I didn't tell Caitlin, I didn't tell anybody for six months. And I finally got some confirmation about it from a very random place. 
And I, start, I started telling the church about it. And two months later, we got flooded out. We had, we had um, about 12 inches, uh, 14 inches, something like that, of water in the building. Mom got sick at the same time. Dad and mom are gone. We can't use the facility. And I felt like I was that person that was underwater and I'm, I'm flipped upside down. I don't even know if there's a way up. If God, is there a way forward? I'm asking myself this question. And many of you may be in a season or a time like this where you're thinking, you're wondering like, God, how did I get here? What am I doing? And like, where am I supposed to go? Is there a way forward from here? Um, I don't know that I really knew how to hear God in that time. I, all, I, all I could do was just to keep on trying to push forward. And so there's been a, a period of time now where we've rebuilt, got flooded out. Mom went home. Um, got, uh, well, well, mom went home when we got flooded out again, and then we started to renovate. That's why we're, you know, tearing apart those bathrooms back there because I, I decided that if we're really going to activate our faith to believe God for, for more, to make room for more, then we're going to have to, you know, put it into practice, naturally speaking. How many of you guys have ever, have ever had to do that, right? Where you, maybe you're getting up an hour earlier because you want to, you, you want to make room for what God wants to do in your heart and your home. Preparation time is never wasted time. They used to always tell us at Bible school, and I, and I can attest to that. Preparation time is never wasted time, especially when you spend it on eternal things. And so it's been um, four years this, this year in January and um, four and a half almost now, right? And I'm wondering, God, I'm still asking myself the question, God, what are you doing? And I just feel like the Lord is, is asking me and us to embrace this season that we're in. And so I'd just like to clarify what that season is and what it looks like. Because in the seeking time, it's, it's a frustrating time. How many of you guys know that when you get on top of the mountain, you can see far away, but it's in the valley where things grow? Oh, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where it's in that, that valley where he's closest to you because you need, you need to hear his heart, his every footstep for where he's leading you so that you don't end up falling off, uh, you know, going into a ravine, right? We don't want to end up off. And so it, it's in these moments where it's so, so important that we are attentive, right? Now, I, don't ha I didn't really have any, any points to you, but I can, I can hear God speaking about attentiveness. I, I, that word keeps coming up. And just preparation. And so I would just encourage you guys in this season of preparation to be attentive because Isaiah 40, 31, and this is something that uh, I've hit on a lot in the last, since the beginning of the year, but I believe that God is trying to get a point across. How many of you guys believe it's important that we don't just pay attention to um, what somebody says, say like you, do, you are in management or maybe you're um, an employee. How many of you guys understand the importance of following orders, following directions, especially in the military, right? it's not necessarily what somebody says, but who it's coming from. Hello. So when the general, when the boss speaks something, it's important that we stand at attention and that we follow the command. Somebody say follow. follow. So there's, the, there's your third point, okay? 
Preparation, attentiveness, and, and obedience. Following. So Isaiah 40, 31 says this, but those, and this is the Passion Translation, thank you so much. Those who wait, hello, and this is a key word there. You can highlight it, you can underline it. Um, I'm gonna go to a different translation for the sake of this conversation in the New King James Version. It says, uh, but it, it's still the same word is there, those who wait. Those who wait on the, uh, for Yahweh's grace will experience divine uh, strength. How many of you guys like the experience of his presence? Um, Yes, we may be a presence-driven church, but the only reason we are presence-driven is because we are driven by the person of the presence. And it's so important that you don't miss that. I don't, I don't want to um, have you misunderstand me saying that you experiencing God or encountering God is a bad thing, but it's when you rely on that experience more heavily than you do the person of that experience that you could easily get off. So um, I just, that's just a, a, a word of uh, warning and just a, a note to take home with you guys um, to make sure that we're, we're focusing on the person. And of course, this, uh, the Logos, is uh, the written word. And John tells us that, that the word was with God and the word is God. The word was with God in the beginning and ultimately became God, Jesus. So... We know God by his word and by his spirit and certainly through the experience. And it says they will experience divine strength when they do what? When you wait, right? So those who wait for Yahweh's grace. So you can, you, listen, you guys, you can pick this apart because this is, this is thick. I could, I could spend a long time talking about just this first sentence. Um, but it, says, it goes on to say they will rise up and... Take note of this too, of everything that you can right here because he just, it jumped off the page at me last night. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without growing weary and walk life without giving up. How many of you guys have ever felt like giving up? What, it, says, it says this will happen when you do what? When you wait, when you wait. And so the, the big, big thing to take, take home here and walk away with is are you waiting on the Lord? Are you waiting with the Lord? How are you waiting on the Lord? Are we waiting on God? Are we waiting with God with just an antsy kind of attitude where it's like, God, I wish you would hurry up because I'm telling you that's not gonna produce the results you want because God wants to do something in you before he wants to do something for you. And I've talked a lot about that and that's something that's easy to kind of understand, but I just hope that, and I pray, I don't just hope, but I pray that by the Spirit, we would begin to understand this uh, because it's so important that we don't just try to wrap our heads around this, but that we understand with a heart revelation. Basically, in other words, it's like this. God, I'm crying out to you because I don't get this. Do you remember how he talked about the leaven of the Pharisees? In other words, when you're blinded, you think that you get it. I'm trusting in God, but why aren't you doing something? Well, your actions are contradictory. Those who really trust in God, you're like, hey, no matter the outcome, I'm good. I'm excited. I'm expecting because I know that God's on my side. Who can be against me? God loves me no matter what. Which means that I know I know that he wants to move on my behalf. It's not because when I say that God loves you no matter what, what I'm saying is it's not about how good of a Christian you are. 
Don't misunderstand that and think that you get a, a license to serve yourself, to be, to be selfish. What's important to note here is that the reason that we're doing this, the reason that we are attentive, the reason that we wait on God, the reason that we're in expectation for what He wants to do, is because we believe in who He is and who He says He is and, who, and, and what He says He wants to accomplish. I'm so glad you're asking the question, well, what does God want to accomplish? I think that's kind of one of the big things for us to find out. One of the, my favorite things um, I've, I've caught from dad was that the Bible is a book of secrets, but it's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. And the scriptures speak of that. Well, God reveals himself. Yes, he does to those who want to find him, to those who reverence him. Do you have a fear of God? I'm so glad. I'd like to just take note here of this last part. It says, run the race without growing weary and walk through life without giving up. I think I probably feel like giving up. I'm just, I'll say more than I'd like to admit. I just, I get frustrated a lot, guys. I'm easily frustrated by things that don't even matter. When, I, when God holds my life, he's, he birthed me. Philippians 1.6 has kind of be, been one of my staples this year. He's the one who began the good work in me, so I don't have to be faithful to complete it because he will. He's God. But do you trust him to be God and not to try and be in control? Because I know for me, I, I get tired of waiting. And I think that God would just want to remind us today, 1 Corinthians 9.24 says this, and this is the Amplified. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run what? Your race. Somebody say your race. That you may lay hold of the prize and make it yours. And I just have to ask you guys a question. Are you being attentive to the race that God set before you? Do you know all of the ins and outs of that chances are you don't and that's okay but it's easy to get off focus and I think that's why God would be saying to us is, you know just you need to, you need to get refocused somebody say refocus and so if that's you today I just I'd like to pray for you guys I, I believe that this is many of us today that would that would say say this if you just stand today I'd like to pray for you guys and bless you the prayer partners are going to come forward at this time if you like to receive prayer we'll, we'll dismiss here in a moment you guys can come down and we'll just go into a time of worship but why don't you guys stand up on your feet and I'm going to pray for you guys and and then uh, you're welcome to come for, for prayer or just stay in worship for just a few moments but God I just thank you so much for your attentiveness I like what Jesus said in Matthew. He said, God's eyes are on the sparrow. The lilies of the field. He said, he's attentive to these things, but you are his children. Come on, you ought to just say, I'm God's child. You ought to just thank him for it. Lift your hands and thank him that he calls you his.
God, right now by your spirit, I pray and ask for a supernatural awareness and attentiveness to the season that you're calling us into. God, to the season that we are in the midst of or the season that um, we're leaving, that God, we don't miss what you're wanting to do. God, I pray and ask that you give us the insight, the, the discernment, the ability to wait on you. I just really encourage you guys not to rush past this today. If, you're, if God is beckoning you to, to get some prayer, to come to the altar, let's do that. But let's not miss this. Let's just worship for just a moment and let's just wait on Him. Thank you, Jesus. back into that chorus there in just a second but I just guys let's just refocus just a minute I was realizing that at the beginning of this this was about the father's heart and so I just if you need to go that's fine but I just encourage you guys for just another moment let's just thank him 
for who he is as a good father. As we sing this out, as we declare this by faith, that all our life, Can we thank him for his goodness? Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We're going to stay here for just a few moments. And if you need prayer for anything, guys, we're here for you. And we believe that, that God wants to encounter you, that God wants to show you his goodness more than, than you want it. And so I just pray the blessing of the Father's heart upon you today, that his spirit would would go with you, that he'd be with you, that you would receive a blessing around every corner because he just loves you so much. And as always, let us go. Love God, love people, and lead well. You guys are dismissed, and we hope to see you soon. If you need anything, if you want to get more connected, have any questions, we're here for you guys. God bless you.